And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Time for a Jock Doc Wednesday. Dr. Brandon Seifert, uh, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon, how are we doing? I'm doing great, fellas. How are you? We're uh, doing better than Zach Ertz. Our topic today, uh, talented tight end out of Stanford. Kind of remember him with the uh, Harbaugh slash Andrew Luck era squad. You fast forward, and one of those guys that's put up decent numbers, but not lived up to the pop of a second-round pick. Now he's dealing with IR again, Dr. Brandon, and we're talking strained quad, did that against Seattle. What do you make of this short-term and long-term? Yeah, you know, they're not, they don't seem too excited about it. Uh, they haven't kind of laid it out that he's going to be out for you know several weeks. It seems like it's kind of a, a short-term kind of return, at least at this point. Um, you know, when you talk about a quad strain, like a lot of things, there's kind of that, that spectrum of that scale of injury that's out there. Um, and so this sounds like this seems to be a pretty low-grade strain. As we look at strains, whether it be hamstring, quadricep strain, essentially what happens here is you start to get some stretching in the muscle, start to break down some of those fibers. And on kind of a low-grade level, kind of that grade one level, a little bit of a stretch but no high-grade tearing, and that that typical recovery with something like that, whether it be hamstring or quad, is usually somewhere in the order of anywhere from kind of two to four weeks, kind of that max six weeks, that kind of low-grade level. You start to work into that kind of grade two, a little higher, moderate-level injury. Now you're talking, you know, tearing you know, quite a few of those fibers. You may tear up to maybe 50%. Um, in terms of the thickness, and now you're looking at pushing that kind of return-to-play window out. Maybe you're out to six weeks at that point, maybe a little further. And then obviously you get to that kind of high-grade, almost what we call full-thickness tear, when you're kind of tearing all the way through those fibers in a really large kind of area. Um, then you're now looking you know, several months down the road. And then as we look at you know quad strains, even hamstrings in particular, when you look at those and say, you know, what's kind of that worst kind of degree you can get to, where well, we really start to worry about these injuries is when you start to get into the tendinous portion. So just kind of talking specifically anatomy, there's obviously the muscular part that's kind of the middle. We call it the muscle belly. And on each end of that, the muscle is hooked onto a bony component with the tendon. Um, and so what happens is right where that kind of muscular part attaches onto the muscle, we call it kind of the musculoskeletal junction. You can have tears there. Those are more significant. They take longer to heal. And obviously, worst-case scenario would be you actually pull the tendon part off of the bone. And those are typically when you start talking more on the surgical side of things. Well, right now, it's a strain, luckily, for him. But this is one of those injuries that can linger for sure, Dr. Brandon. And it's also pretty detrimental. I mean, you have knee injuries, you have ankle, you have shoulder. We, we talk about all sorts of injuries at the NFL level or high school level or in between at the college level. But from a quad standpoint, that muscle and part of your body is vital, uh, especially for a guy who plays tight end. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you think about all the things that is required of, you know, a quad muscle when it comes to cutting, jumping, deceleration, all those types of things obviously come into play here. And so it really is a major group. We think more we think more on the lines of, you know, hamstring injuries, which are obviously a lot more common. A hamstring injury would be than a quad strain. I mean, obviously quad strains do happen, uh, but they're, you know, kind of less on that scale. Um, so when you talk about, you know, return to play for him, again, hopefully this is going to be more kind of on that lower grade side. I haven't heard any mention as to if it's going to be, you know, anything surgical. It doesn't sound like that at all. 
Um, and so hopefully it's going to be more on the low-grade side and hopefully get him back you know, pretty quickly. Dr. Brandon, I think we'd be a little bit remiss here if we didn't mention the fact that Zach Hurts landed on IR last year, but last year it was a knee injury. It ended up being both an ACL and an ACL, excuse me, ACL and MCL reconstruction for Zach Hurts, and he missed the, the remainder of the season last year. Comes back, was looking good, and now the quad injury. Is there any chance these two injuries are related, that uh, following a, a knee injury coming back that there might be more strain put on a, a muscle like your your quadriceps is that possible here or what's your your take on these two injuries kind of in back-to-back seasons yeah it really is alleged. that's a great point I, w- I was you know curious that myself is what is the you know kind of injury correlation between having you know some type of acl reconstruction you know depending on what graft choice you use and having you know other things show up whether it be a quad strain hamstring strain you know, quad strain in particular, there's not a lot of data or literature out there that talks about if you have, you know, an ACL you know, reconstruction, is are this, there a higher percentage of having, you know, kind of a quad strain later on in life or later on in your athletic career. There's really no big correlation, at least that we've found in the literature we have so far. Uh, but you start to ask questions about it for sure. So, you know, here's an extremity that had, you know, a very significant injury to it initially with the ACL. Recover, he rehabbed really well, was looking, you know, pretty good. And then this shows up. And so is this a function of something biomechanically has maybe changed for him since the surgery? So that's a possibility. Or B, is this maybe something where just overall biomechanically he has an issue that maybe was even there before the ACL led to the ACL. Now it's moved more up in the quad area. So those would be some things we need to look at. Obviously, there's nothing definitive here that, you know, I could, I could claim is, is an issue. Um, you know, structurally, you know, really from a quad perspective, I, I'm not sure what graft choice they used. When we've talked about ACLs in the past, there's different grafts you can use to make basically remake the ACL. We've talked about hamstring, patella. There's even quad tendon grafts you can use. So if you think about the quad muscle comes down and hooks into the top part of the kneecap, you can use quad grafts, quad tendon grafts. And so that does involve that whole kind of mechanism there. So if he did have a quad graft, I'm not saying he did, um, you know, could that cause some detriment to that whole kind of tendinous construct? Um, again, there's no great data that would show that, um, but it is something that, you know, is an interesting question to ask, and I don't have a great answer for at this point. Dr. Brandon Seifert's with us at Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. As we're talking, Zach Ertz, talented tight end with Arizona, back on the IR. And it, at what point do you contemplate your future if you're Ertz? And I know this could be a, to your point, a shorter stint on the IR with uh, with with just a strain but to Elijah's point of back-to-back years ending up on the IR if you're Arizona right now we, we all know that those NFL contracts are made to be set on fire especially when a guy gets hurt mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so that that's going to be that interesting debate about you know one was this a great idea on this contract on one hand? And two, what does this look like for him going forward in the future? Yeah, and the, the big question there is with, with Arizona, they have Trey McBride, a highly drafted tight end out of Colorado State that they took a, a high pick on last year. And uh, the reason they kept Ertz around really was a dead cap hit that this year would have been, I think, over $10 million. And now with a quad injury, get to the end of the year, you wonder about Zach Ertz's NFL future, Brandon. Is, is that about how you're feeling? I don't know if I'd go, you know, so far to that point yet. Um, obviously, he's got some years on him, some mileage on him. 
Um, as well as he rehabbed, I still think he's a, he has a good potential to come back and look really good. Okay. Um, I don't think this quad strain in particular should be a significant kind of long-term detriment to him. I think once he gets over it, which hopefully pretty quickly, I think he returns back and looks pretty good. I think he can get back to that level of at least where he was kind of, you know, post-ACL recovery. Um, and, and he's done a pretty pretty good job with that. Another thing you have to think about, too, is with any time you're talking about an ACL recovery, you know, honestly, that first season you're back, you're just not quite the same that first season you're back. Yeah. Every once in a while you'll get somebody that looks amazing that first season back, but most of the time it takes kind of getting through a season, and then it's that kind of next year that you start to kind of regain more of that old form, if you will. He had such a great run in Philly and then got the free agents deal in 2021. And uh, we'll see where Zach Ertz ends up, uh, either in the desert or somewhere else. Dr. Brandon Seifert with us, a Jock Doc Wednesday, Nebraska Orthopedic Center. Dr. Brandon, thanks for a few minutes today. Sounds great, guys. You guys take care.